Welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge world views that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations, yeah. Welcome to the modern reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here, another Tuesday. Super excited as always. Be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to the bar. We're grateful that you're listening. And I love to start the show the same way by thanking the listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in to the bar, listening to the bar, sharing the bar, man. I'm super grateful. Thank you so much. And if you're listening right now, take your phone out, screenshot that player, share it in your stories and tag us, man. Let us know that you listen to your favorite podcast. I promise I'll repost it. And like I do every week, I bring an awesome guest. Uh, this young man I uh, admire from afar, man. He's uh, doing some things in the, the content creation world that I admire. And then also he has a, a actual full-time job that I think that uh is really cool as well um and and he's coming all the way from the west coast i have on my brother what's going on johnny thank you Dwayne. Uh, my name is johnny artavanis i'm pumped to be on the show thanks for the opportunity yeah bro i i appreciate you accepting my offer man um and, and coming on the show and bro like i love to start the show off by kind of give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the, the listeners just tell what you got going on and uh you know uh, anything you want to share personal professional just give them a little uh i call it the 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 uh amazon bio of uh what you, what you got going on yeah i can give you just a brief synopsis my um of my life my wife's name is katie uh, I have a baby girl named Lily, and that's just been so fun. I studied finance and accounting in school, and I wanted to be in finance uh, long term after college and invest in real estate, and that was my plan. And I got pretty involved preaching in Juvenile Hall in Tennessee, and the Lord used that just to really shift some of the trajectory of my life. And I was preaching in the prisons and playing basketball with students, and it was there that I think the Lord both gave me a, a calling to ministry, but also just a deep burden for people that didn't know the Lord. And it was about that time too, where the Lord uh, just opened up some opportunities for me to go to back to California where I had grown up. And I took a job as the camp director of one of the larger Christian camps in the U.S. called Hume Lake Christian Camps. And I was overseeing the youth camps and I would uh, just interacting with a lot of students that didn't know the Lord, but also churches that were just from different theological positions that also were trying to, you know, figure out the different dynamics of truth and doctrine. And um, I love being able to do that because I, I want to be in a spot where I can proclaim the gospel to people that need it. And, uh, and it was after I was there for a number of years, I, I kind of got just reconnected with uh, Dr. John MacArthur down where I work now at the Master's University and a guy named Harry Walls. And so my, my job now is I'm the Dean of Campus Life at the Master's University and still have the freedom in the summers to go back up and run those student camps. And I've been doing that as well still. And what else I do is I have a, a podcast, like content ministry called Dial In. And that kind of started, Dwayne, to answer your question, because at the beginning of COVID, I was getting so many messages from churches, pastors, and students that were just saying, our church is shut down. 
um, where Star for Truth was getting messages from students saying they were addicted to pornography and didn't know how to study the Bible, or from pastors that didn't know how to facilitate proper resources for students who are just stuck at home alone to do. And I was just, I bought a microphone and started making content and um, that was a burden for me. And it's been really cool to see how the Lord has used it since then. And I continue to do that. So that's my Amazon version for you. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you hoop, man. I heard you talk about playing ball. You, you, you nice. I try. I, <laughs> I try to hoop I, in my mind. I, you know, if I, if you asked me what I was doing when I was in my 29, I would tell you, man, I'm going to be the starting point guard for the Lakers. And just didn't work out. My body's made of glass and I have no hops. And so it just <laughs> didn't work out, but, um, I love to hoop. Um, but, uh, not very good. Okay. I, I, you know, he was talking about playing with the kids and stuff. That's super dope, man. I love that. I um, could cross up the junior hires in Juvie Hall. There you but, go. Uh, once I, when you get to LA Fitness and you realize, man, the guys at LA Fitness are better than me. I can't. Make <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I love it. And, and, um, and just, uh, just hearing your story, man, it's super cool because, um, I, I grew up, you know, in the country, uh, but a lot of my really mm -hmm. close friends um went to juvie a lot of my really close friends yeah. ended up in prison man and so i have such a heart and a burden for those guys and i still reach out to those guys so that i really love yeah. really love that so let's go back to that time man that time frame and, and your, your your mind and your in your place uh when you were doing that what were some of the uh, really cool experiences that you had back then that that you maybe can recall that you could share you know i think i just remember interacting with young people during that time. And I think there was also that in conjunction with other trips I was going on from a missions perspective, but just, I grew up in a context where most people knew the truth. I grew up in a Christian family. My dad's a pastor. My parents loved the Lord and my cousins and my aunts and uncles and my grandparents knew and loved the Lord. And I think I was shocked to be around a 14 year old that was crying saying, how come no one's ever told me this? Mm. Um, regardless of maybe the religious affiliation they had grown up in, whether that be no religion at all or Catholicism where they thought they had to earn their way to God or mm -hmm. a Muslim student or whatever it might be. And they just, I remember telling them that they can have assurance of their right standing before God based on what Jesus Christ did 2000 mm -hmm. years ago. And what we have to do is place our faith in him and he deeply loves us and he can forgive us and cleanse us of all of our sin. Mm -hmm. And to watch a 14 year old go, how come no one's ever told me this it was it was heartbreaking and it i think the pivotal passage in my mind during that time and to this day is in romans 10 you know the verse you know yep. confess with their mouth jesus lord but then verses later it's saying whoever calls the name of the lord will be saved 10 13 but then it's going to say who how will they call on him who they've never heard mm. and how will they believe without a preacher and that became the burden of my life a little bit and so i'm thinking man you look at all these students in juvie hall some of them are there for five years some of them will be in prison the rest of their lives right and you go man i just uh what a ripe mission field jesus says the fields are ripe for harvest and i didn't know at that point a place more ripe than a juvie hall where it's just devoid of hope wow. and so there was a number of experiences i actually got involved in that ministry because there was a student in my small group at church that had done some stuff and ended up going to juvie hall mm -hmm. and i was like man how are we going to connect with this guy he was actually a foster kid mm -hmm. and i just had a heart for it and uh the lord really used i think you know it's funny how the lord leads but the psalm says he leads step by step not mile mm -hmm. by mile and that was one step that the lord used in my life to open up other doors and i'm really grateful for that for sure man for sure you know that's 
that's major, uh, you know, thinking about, you know, uh, like you said, kids is, is never heard it, never heard the gospel and never heard. Totally. It's, it's like you said, it's heartbreaking, man, because I can I can relate my you know, I remember when I realized that, you know, everybody's dad wasn't in the home. Like that was a shock to me, you yeah. know, you know, because I grew up with that. So I can definitely uh, can can see that as well. So let's let's get into um your your role at Masters, man. Um, you know, you kind of like I said, sped up to that point. Uh, what exactly is the dean of campus life? Like, what 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 do you got going <laughs> on over there, man? <laughs> you know, they they were really kind when the initial conversation started about coming to the university. It was, hey, what are the things that you would enjoy? I graduated from the university in 2013. And had had little contact with the school since I left. And they said, hey, what are the main things you're burdened about and involved in? And I said, man, I'd love to help oversee chapel because I think that's the heartbeat of the school. And so mm -hmm. that's one of my main responsibilities. And then different elements of student leadership. I have a few different uh, responsibilities as well that are kind of in tandem with that. But main things I oversee are chapel, student leadership. There's a thing called the Master's Fellowship that I help serve in, which is uh, kind of a network of churches that we want to facilitate brotherhood amongst pastors. And that kind of finds its hub here at the Master's University. And then one of the other things that I do um, that I work kind of developed with Dr. MacArthur was to just have the freedom to go and travel and preach in a representative fashion on behalf of the school. So I travel a fair amount, honestly, uh, most weeks throughout the year preaching elsewhere, whether that be camps, conferences, or churches. And I'm not doing like a spiel about Christian education. It's more so, <laughs> hey, guys, my name is Johnny. That's my wife, Katie. I work at the Master's University. Would you take that Bible and open up with me to X, Y, and Z? And so right. I'm gone a fair amount in a representative way. Um, just a building relationships and they've been really kind and accommodating even with when the conversation first started with uh j mac i was asking hey i'd still love to do some sort of camping ministry because i have a burden for students and for people to know the lord and so i had the freedom in the summers to go and do that and i'll be gone much of this summer preaching elsewhere um and then that's kind of the kindness that they've extended to me but main thing here chapel student leadership uh, missions Tomorrow, I'm taking a group of 10 students down to Mexico to a uh, missions training agency that's down there. So our friend, Brooke Buser, he runs Radius International, which mm -hmm. trains people to go to unreached people groups. So they have a year-long program called Radius, and I'm taking 10 students down there that are interested in global missions because they're going to interact with the 40 or so people that are there that are getting trained to go to some of the most unreached corners of the globe. And that's a burden on my life. I want masters to be... a a hub that sends mm -hmm. people and so uh tomorrow i'm taking a group of 10 students most interested in missions to see and interact with people that are about to go to the the gnarliest places left on earth with the gospel and so that's wow. part of my passions and uh so i'm thankful to be at masters for that regard amazing amazing i love that um and and that you know just it's it's needed you know you talk about chapel being mm -hmm. the heart of you know just campus life, you know, being, being a student there and, and having that, that direct connection. Um, so I, I definitely, I love that as well. Um, and then, uh, I guess kind of trickle on over to the, uh, the podcast slash video yeah. blog vlog. I remember <clears throat> when we started our conversation, uh, in, in the DM, you know, I went back and started looking at some videos, uh, you know, when you was like, I'm, I'm in my house with this microphone and this, 
this camera. I'm, I'm about to start this. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was so raw. And I love that, man, because I mean, that honestly, that's how I started, man. I literally just like got this microphone and, and I had this laptop and I was like, I want to make content, you know? Um, but so talk about, um, how, dial in has uh i guess progressed and and some of the highlights and some of the things that kind of stuck out stick out to you and then you know get into what do you what do you see where you see it going as far as uh you know the the, the content yeah so at least how it started you know i never really knew how the lord would use it um but i was just really surprised after a while of I think people are hungry for truth. You know, I, at least even the churches that you see growing are typically mm-hmm. the churches that have the biggest pull on truth. Cause I think, I think in a world of lies, that's what people are hungry for. And right. I think that's relevant even for younger people or for older people. I didn't really know the demographic that would consume the content initially. So I started with the gospel of John and I walked through the gospel of John in 54 episodes. And I did that because so often students or different people at different churches will come up and say, man, I want to learn how to study the Bible, but I just don't know how to get like more depth. And I was looking at some of the guys that maybe you would recommend from a preaching perspective, or I could take my dad's a pastor and he preached through John in 154 sermons that are an hour long. Mm. And then you go, man, for someone to get through that, it, which I think they should at some point, you know, there's a lot of depth there, but I wanted to break it down and go, hey, in 54 episodes, 10 to 12 minutes a day, you can have a firm grasp on the gospel of John. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point it was 15 days to slow the spread. And then we just kept on going, but <laughs> right, that was right. my heart in it. Um, and for me mainly like the, what I love to do is preach. And I was stuck in my cabin up in the mountains at a camp. And I was like, I also wanted an avenue where I could teach uh, sequentially through a material. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing that with the gospel of John. And then that kind of just, um, grew from there and I did a series on the attributes of God and that's kind of the heart the at least my heart is that I want people to understand who who God is and and that kind of became you know was cool in the study series and I was teaching through it at our church down south and that was after I'd moved down south to Santa Clarita I have a bible study through our church down here and so I was teaching through it on Thursdays and uh, my friend Kasi says that uh, he likes to pe- use all the orange, the peel, the, the yeah, orange, yeah. the juice. And I think uh-huh. that's the way I think through it because I'm preaching through it and the content's yeah. already there. And then I condensed it for podcast format. And you asked me about the future. Love to condense that into a workbook. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that's written on the attributes of God that's historical is, is awesome. You know, you have Stephen Charnock and there's awesome stuff there or knowing God. But uh, I'd love to make additional resources that are helpful in that regard. Uh, I'm going through a series right now on my podcast called, or just in Ecclesiastes. I think it's a mm-hmm. neglected book, but probably the most contemporary book under the sun right. because it speaks to the angst within everybody. Um, Solomon's searching for satisfaction and meaning and significance in a life that he says is otherwise vanity apart from God. And so that's one of the things. And then another avenue that I have outside of those series that I mentioned, and I'll continue to do series, but then I do question and answers with different people in regards to whatever their core competency would be. Mm-hmm. So I've sat down with uh, Dr. MacArthur and I have a lot of content with him I've done and released and some I haven't released and uh, or Paul Washer or whatever those guys might be. And um, I'll sit down with the guy on Friday. <laughs> What's that? To all the people on my bucket list, Paul Washer. <laughs> no, they're, they're kind men. And so those are guys that super thankful to have the opportunity to know and interact with. But I'll ask them on different things that 
are their sweet spots. So I'm sitting down with a guy filming on Friday and I'll ask him about just the tracing of sexuality culturally and how it's becoming more and more of what it is today and how we got there from a historical context and how Christians were to view that through a biblical lens because that's what he's, that's his sweet spot. So right. that's my burden um, is to provide biblical content in digestible format. So I'm not long format. I'm trying to provide a biblical answer in 10 to 15 minutes yes. because um, that's, I think, what people can consume. And then I would love to facilitate greater understanding from that point on. Hey, if you want to read more, study more, read, you know, listen more, then these are the ways to do that. But if you don't know, how the Holy Spirit works, mm-hmm. hypothetically, then here's a 10 minute video or 10 minute podcast on what the Holy Spirit's going to do. He's going to save you. He's going to assure you of your salvation, sanctify you in the truth and blah, blah, blah. He's going to do all those things. Mm-hmm. Not blah, blah, blah. It's the spirit of God. So edit that out. No, You understand what I'm saying. I got that's it. My heart. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I love it. I love it. We're not ending it out, just so you know. <laughs> we keep it raw over here. No, that I, I get. I'm kidding. I yeah. It. So, but you know, it's it's. I love everything about that. Um, uh, the bite size. Um, you know, keeping it short. Um, so that people can can understand. You know, like I said, rich theological truths. Um, yeah. So important, man. Um, especially in now time generation a lot of people don't have time to sit around or you know uh i don't have a commute anymore you know i used to have a commute now so that i i love your heart when it comes to that um for sure um i guess one more thing before we uh hit a quick break and and get into the back end of it man um you know you 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 up around my good buddy daryl and daryl you know he's long form just thinking to drop a three hour podcast <laughs> yeah. just did that man uh this is kind of a, a fun how, how is daryl like off the air like i i you know i'm around him sometimes man how's that guy when when nobody's looking <laughs> fun man he's a fun dude man he uh i feel like when we if you turn the microphone off you'll hear bro like 10 yeah. times bro <laughs> let me tell you about this. like this restaurant or bro uh, I'm reading this by this guy, bro. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just a fun, he's a fun dude, man. He's yeah, a, an active learner. And one of the mm-hmm. cool things about Daryl is I feel like he's just, and you can tell this from the podcast perspective because he goes into such a, a great degree of depth. Mm-hmm. He just is a learning machine, which is admirable. You know, mm-hmm. he's doing obviously content that runs such a wide gamut. And so mm-hmm. he is a well-learned dude at this point, but he's a fun guy and I have a great time hanging with Daryl for sure. Awesome. Awesome. All right, man. So right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply back the 21st century western church is in the throes of a discipleship crisis 
If that sounds like I'm exaggerating, I would encourage you to look at any of the number of surveys that have been done in recent years that point to the fact that Christians just don't know the basics of their own faith. That's a problem. And it's a problem that could be very easily avoided. After all, the mission of the church, according to Matthew 28, is to go into all the world and to make disciples, learners of the Lord Jesus. Well, if that's the case, why haven't we done it? And what can we do to reverse this? Hi, I'm Kofi Edeboyan, and I'm the host of Deep Dive Discipleship, a podcast dedicated to thinking through the discipleship crisis that we face and charting a way forward. My hope is that as we have some conversations around God's word and with friends who are, praise the Lord, doing well in this field, we can learn from each other how best to fulfill the mission of the church. All right, we're back in here with my new friend, man. And this is the side of the podcast where I do the bar signature question. These are three questions I ask all of my guests, no matter who they are. So the first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Ooh, um, <laughs> it depends. Like, I listen to certain things every single day. When I'm okay. working out, first song I work, I know you work out. I see your post. Yeah, I man. listen to The Last of the Mohicans. That's my soundtrack. I listen to a lot of film scores. So when I'm reading yeah. the Bible or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. um, a film score, I could appreciate some Michael Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. That's my, like, if I'm also working out, but I'm feeling tired. Um, I like uh, I like a little bit of everything, like Need to Breathe. Mm-hmm. I like Need to Breathe. From, like, a Christian music perspective, a lot of the music we sing in chapel band would be, like, City of Light. We like that band. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm trying to think. I listen to like old music too, like yeah. 70s, 80s. Um, that's like the music we grew up listening to as a family, and it's like still the right. music I listen to. Um, but yeah, I I could use some of your playlists though because I'm always <laughs> looking for new music. I'm actually building one, man. Um, okay, I'm I'm ready for a workout playlist. I walk I got- around the school here. And I'm just asking students, you got any new music for me? Because I'm desperate. Yeah, man. yeah. I'm actually building a uh, a Christian hip hop workout playlist. I'm literally. Oh, I could use that. Yeah, because I, I have to sanctify my playlist. Like I have one that is explicit, and so people have been getting on me about it. So I was like, I need to be, <laughs> I need to build a a, a family friendly <laughs> playlist. That's what I need. Yeah, man. So, all right, man. Next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? I'm reading a couple things right now. You know, I just, I just finished a book by uh, Paul Tripp on leadership. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually a really good book on leadership. I'm almost always reading a biography. Okay. Um, There's probably rarely a point in my life where I'm not reading a biography of someone I've read multiple biographies on George Whitfield, but I'm actually reading the the two part one by Dalmore right now. That's like the the final word on George Whitfield's life, <laughs> and so I'm reading that right now. Um, and then I'm reading typically whatever I'm studying through and preaching through. So right now I'm preaching through Ecclesiastes. I'm podcasting through Ecclesiastes. I'm, I'm rereading the book Living Life Backwards by David Gibson. Um, which is about the book of Ecclesiastes and how we live our life with death as the perspective mm-hmm. that we keep before our eyes so that we can live our light in light of it. Um, so I'm I'm a pretty active reader, um, but I'm almost always reading either some sort of novel just from like a literature perspective, like mm-hmm. Dostoevsky is my favorite novel writer and author. So I read a lot of those things just because those help me to think outside of just a, 
out of, outside of the box, give me a way right. of thinking. I'm almost always reading a biography. And then I'm almost always reading something that I'm preaching through that's helpful for me. Love it. Love it. All right. Last signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to? If any. I listen to a lot of sermons. Um, I listen more recently. I listen to Joel Beakey a lot. Okay. I like Joel Beakey. He's my guy. Um, I listen to, I've listened to everything RC Sproul has probably ever said. <laughs> I, exactly. I love RC Sproul. You know, I think when I was in Nashville, I was in college or after college, I was kind of like just working and I commuted. Um, and that was actually a unique time, even though I'd gone to a Christian university, had a lot of questions about my own faith. And mm-hmm. that Ligonier was like so pivotal for me in mm. my understanding of different concepts about the character of God and also just apologetics mm-hmm. or the different, the series, the teaching series that RC did at Ligonier were probably some of the most formative shaping elements of my life. So I listened to RC Sproul, Joel Beakey, Alistair Begg. Mm-hmm. Um, I read sermons and podcast wise, um, I listen to guys that are probably from like a secular perspective. Like I listen to yeah. Jordan Peterson because mm-hmm. I just want to know how like an unbelievers thinking yeah. um, and thinking about the world. I watch some of the interviews that Joe Rogan's done. I think he's a pretty crass guy, but I think he's who he has on the show and what's going on in the world is pretty remarkable. Yes. Um, and so I want to think through that way, but I listen to uh, more so uh, different subjects that I listen to, but mainly I listen to a lot of, a lot of sermons that okay. would be like my main yeah. deal i love it i love it good stuff bro well listen first thank you again for coming on the show man oh, this yeah. is fun. definitely glad to connect with you and um i always kind of give my uh guests an opportunity to close this out uh you can uh give any words of encouragement let people know where to find your uh, your content and follow you on twitter all your handles everything man here's the space to do that uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Dwayne. Yeah, my, you, you can find my content. Uh, it's just called Dial In Ministries on Instagram, or you, if you're looking at Spotify or Apple or whatever platform you use, it's called Dial In with Johnny Artavanis. And I'm on YouTube where all my interviews have been filmed, and you can see those there. And as far as like just a word of encouragement, thankful for you, Dwayne, and thankful that you know even this interview is a testament that people that love the truth and love the Lord um, are there and they're out there. And so people can feel isolated, but I'm thankful for the brotherhood that comes from the family of God and those people are out there. And so I'm thankful for even you being a facilitator of that. And I hope that everyone finds people like that in their life. Amen, brother. Yes, sir. I appreciate that to the bar listeners. Thank you guys. Listen to the bar, your favorite podcast. Make sure you check us out every Tuesday. Go to the bar Also check out all the podcasts in the bar podcast network, hit that network tab and check out all the podcasts in the network make sure you go to the bargear.com pick you up some bar gear until next time you guys god bless and we are out when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply